Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Leon Walker, by Leon Walker, Instagram, Twitter, IG, all that. With your boy, Mike Rossi. What up? Big Mike Rossi is my guest today. My brother, Rob Young, is up north. He's about to open for Dipset. So Dipset? Hey, so the show, <laughs> the show must go on. I got my boy, Mike Rossi, here. We are going to hold it down me and mike rossi go way back wait 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 way back <laughs> mike rossi is an amazing talented vocalist thank you man artist musician performer i've seen this guy perform sold out shows wall-to-wall shows he's just an amazing performer where, where can i see you mike uh you can catch me this week well, usually Thursdays at the Sayers Club, Sayers Club. Um, Friday at the Kempton Hotel in Hollywood. Uh, Saturday, I got a residency in Palm Desert. Sunday, I'm at uh, this place called Lost Property Bar, Hollywood and Vine. So, that's right. Where, where's Palm Desert? Palm where? Desert is like 15 minutes east of Palm Springs. Okay. So basically, Palm Springs, but okay. down there, the Ritz Carlton. How's that? How's the crowd out there? It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I gotta be honest. It's uh, all right. I uh, I'm grateful. First of all, let me say I'm grateful to be able to make a living off singing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. However, the drive gets to you. Uh, it's a four hour show. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of things I can complain about that I shouldn't. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. There's always yeah. something to complain about. Yeah, yeah, I can find something. Yeah, yeah. but that's beautiful. So, you, so you're just just doing the singing right yeah, now. Yeah, just singing, man. Just man. singing. That's amazing, yeah, bro. Yeah, it feels good, <laughs> it feels good. Dude, that's amazing. Y'all don't understand. Like, I have seen Mike Rossi. I, I, like, I think the beautiful thing is I've seen your journey. Yeah. I've seen when you started. Yeah. Like, I've seen when you were doing shows at strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the whole journey. And the beautiful thing is, like, one, like <laughs> that there, was a time. there's a few people that I know that, I've always said that guy's gonna make it. There's a few people that I, that I associate with that I've always said like this guy's work ethic, this guy's talented, this guy doesn't take no for an answer, this guy doesn't quit, he doesn't give up, this guy gets better every time I see him. Mike Rossi is one of those guys. He is one of those guys, and it has been a beautiful thing to witness. It's been an amazing thing to witness because I've seen it and it's just like, it's so inspiring, you know, for an actor, a comedian, an artist, whoever you are, it's an inspiring thing to, to see and to see you perfect your game and to be so comfortable on stage. You know, I see clips now. I haven't seen you in about a year, but I've seen clips of your shows and see you just like control a, a crowd. No wonder you know about energy. <laughs> you know, he posted something uh, yesterday about Oprah um, and she was talking about energy. And it's like, no wonder, because the energy you feed off of energy. Absolutely. When you're on when you're performing, you oh. feed off of that. Like, that's what drives you. correct? A- absolutely. I mean, and, and I got to say, <laughs> you know, you, you said something about uh, not taking no for an answer. And you are someone that that does that as well. And just. Just by, you know, I'm honored to be here and inviting me on your podcast. Just by seeing you do this whole setup and and you don't stop, you don't stop. So 
uh, you inspire me as well, man. Well, I you know, appreciate it's, that. It's, I'm uh, trying. mutual respect. <laughs> it really is. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you know, like, I think you have to have that. Like, I, you have to have that out here, especially in L.A. Um, whatever you're doing. So hard. <laughs> so hard. They don't know. Like people, like, people really don't know what goes through an artist's brain someone that hears no on a regular basis it's it's you have to have you have to have more than tough skin tough skin is not enough let me just put it that way you have to be kind of stupid like you have to be you gotta be kind of crazy to 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 continue to you know throw shit up against the wall despite what everybody thinks about you the casting directors the whatever and just continue to pump things out and just continue to reinvent the wheel continue and you've done that and now you are not you are supporting yourself by doing what you set out here to, yeah. one of the things i know you have many other things that you want to do yeah. but one of the things you're supporting yourself you are living the dream you yeah. you have you are one step closer and that's a beautiful thing man you know people um, get you miss they misconstrue like when i think you have to have this for me, anyway, I can only speak from experience. Like that mentality of what's making it to you. Now, you can set these goals for yourself. My goal was to become self-sustainable off off my voice and singing and, and performing. Now, um, I've done that. It's here, and it's it's hard. I have to I have to continue. Um, I have to continue to, to hustle and find gigs and see who. See who doesn't have an MC. See who doesn't have a singer, and it, it's a it's a constant thing to maintain. However, when people say to me, "Oh, you know, I haven't seen you, uh, you know, I haven't seen you on on you know on some big TV show, or I haven't seen you um, selling out to Staples Center or something like that," it's like, yeah, no, I know you will, yeah. but right now for me, I've made it. Yeah, I'm happy where I'm at, um, and now I have to set new goals for myself because I can't become complacent. Well, man, you got to be happy where you're at because if you if you're not happy where you're at, then you're not gonna your 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 momentum's not going to roll yeah. in a positive way. You're gonna be you're gonna be rolling backwards in a frustrated uh, way, bitter bitter way. You in order to reach your dreams, you have to be content and happy. You have to be thrilled where you're at. You have to enjoy the process every every bit of the process in order to get to where you want to go because you need positive, positive things attract. That's how momentum works. Positive momentum, negative momentum. You need to continue that positive momentum. And in order to do that is to stay at a high vibration. In order to stay at a high vibration, you have to be thrilled where you're at. Absolutely. And it all goes back to that post I, I did about Oprah mm-hmm. talking about keeping keeping good energy in your life and people, people, places or things that aren't, aren't bringing you, uh, aren't making you flourish. They have to go. They just yeah, have man. to go. Uh, that, that, that post was amazing. And I was like, man, I want to talk about this because I have, uh, literally had like friends drop off like flies, like just dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what is going on? You know? And, uh, my therapist <laughs> was like, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I see a therapist. Have to. It's important. It's good, man. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, my therapist was just like confirming confirming to me like you you're doing the right things, and uh, and oftentimes you outgrow people. Yes, and that doesn't mean that you don't have those people in your life. You have to love them from a distance because once you start to learn about your energy, other people's energy, you learn how important it is to protect your energy because most yeah. people are very sensitive. I know I am. Yeah. I'm a, I feel Guilty. I'm an empath. So I absorb energy. Energy affects me. It affects my moods. You know, like if somebody is really happy, I'll steal some of that energy. I'll be really happy. Mm-hmm. But it goes the opposite way as well. If somebody's really depressed, really sad. That will just like, without me even knowing it or wanting it, I'll get some of that. So it's very important to, uh, protect that absolutely in my opinion i agree you know 100 um we were talking about meditation yeah um and you you meditate regularly yeah which is kind of all a part of this thing of tuning in to like really tuning into yourself absolutely being being conscious and 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 present you know and a lot of that came with when i when i got sober um it's kind of protocol yeah to what, three, get, three months now? Two three months. months now, yeah. To just, yeah, man. You're two and a half years, right? Two years, two years. About two years. Coming up on two years. It, Sober from alcohol. I smoke weed. <laughs> big weed. Big, big weed. It's important for me. In my journey right now, okay, I smoke big weed. Hey, no judgments over here, man. It helps me with my anxiety. You do what you got to do. And not saying I'm gonna need this big weed all my life, because I never, I never smoked you weed. You never before. smoked weed. No, yeah, I no, I never was a, a, a smoke weed, weed smoker until, uh, really, until it got legal, and and uh, people were. I started reading up on CBD, yeah. and I started reading up on how you know good it is for anxiety and depression and stuff like that. I was like, let me, let me, let me touch this a little that, bit. It, it really. Is. I mean, I think if if when people use it for for stuff like anxiety and you know, the CBD is, is real, man. The oil yeah. and st- I, yeah. when I'm, uh, when I'm on stage jumping around or after the, even after the gym or something, um, I have CBD oil. I'll put on my joints yeah, and it, me too. it truly yeah. really helps, which is great. So I, I think it's great. But for me, I can't, I can't smoke anymore. I used to, I used to smoke and drink before I got on stage. And I used to think in my mind that that was, how I got loose and how I got more creative. And I did that for years. Um, and I, just in the past three months, not doing any of that, um, I realized that actually being more present on stage is way more creative and way more uh, an incredible high experience than, than I could have ever imagined. So it's uh that yeah um I never I never perform drunk or high um I don't know how you could be stoned and be a comedian I mean I you guys don't ha- you guys are it's just you on you and a fucking microphone yeah. on stage there's no band behind you there's yeah. no like I envy that skill and respect that skill so much yeah here's here's the thing with me it's like I have. I, I have crazy anxiety. I've always had it. Um, and um, when it comes to acting, 
it's like a different animal because I feel like it's focused. Mm-hmm. Like I'm focused on somebody. I'm focused on my lines. I'm focused on the, what the director is saying. But with comedy, you're just up there trying to be funny. And a lot of the times, I don't feel like I'm funny at all. So it's like, like there's a lot of anxiety that goes into it. But I've never, in the few years I've done stand-up, I never, even when I was drinking, I never, like, drank before a show. I'd always, I would always drink afterwards because that anxiety would just, like, marinate. Mm-hmm. And I'd want to get rid of it right away. So i just drink myself to death yep. right afterwards. So that's where that became an issue. Um, when, when it comes to weed... I feel like I'm good. I mean, I'm not, I don't smoke before anything. I don't wake and bake. I, I, I use it for my anxiety strictly only. It's like, it's, it's strictly medical for me. Well, that's where, that's what it's there for, man. It's, yeah. God put it here for a reason. You know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And right now I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy. I'm proud that you're sober. Thank um, you. there was a time that we were all crazy though. Uh, <laughs> not sober. Yeah. Uh, me and, me and Rossi, we, we've gone back, we go back like 10 years, 10 years, you know, like we met at this place called I still Hair. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't. No, you always no did. I was always. It was always gone. Like me, it was college. I remember you with hair. I was fighting that shit for a yeah, long time. You were. You were sexy with hair, but you got a sexy bald head. Oh man, it's, oh, no, it's the best thing that could have. That this shaving my head and being sober is the biggest two freedoms freedoms in my in my life. Man. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're lucky. Let me just yeah. say no. because not a lot of white men. Sexy with a bald head. You know it to be true. Oh, I know. Not a lot of white men can be sexy with a bald head, and you you got it. I got it, man. You got it. You, hey, God's good, man. He is good. He is good all the time. But uh, yeah, so me and me and Ross, we we met at this bar called Crown Bar. Um, It was in Hollywood, West Hollywood area, off of Santa Monica and Green Acre. Green Acre, and it was like the Hollywood spot during the time. It had a good, I say it had a good four year run. Yeah, we had a good run. Yeah. Which it was is a, not like normal. Not normal. For a club in, in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Yeah, a good four year run. And it was crazy. Be, it, it was very Hollywood driven. A lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio was a regular there. Let's see, Tom Cruise was there. Um, Will Smith. Will Smith. Who else? Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. You name it. They were the, I mean, you they know, were they would turn celebrities away. Like, that's how crazy. Who did they turn part. down that one time? Uh, uh, family Guy. Ah, uh, yeah. What's his, uh, name? what's his name? Seth. Uh, Seth uh, Farland. They turned Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> they turned him away. And the next day, Seth MacFarlane sent, like. <laughs> the biggest. Yeah, like $2,000 worth of, like, flowers. Yeah. And put it in front of Crown Bar. It was crazy. It was on TMZ. I was on TMZ because I was the door guy. I was on TMZ like four times. So many times. You know? You and Johnny. Me and Johnny. My boy Johnny. He's in DC. Johnny Eggs. Johnny was holding that spot down. Yeah, we miss you, Big J. Um, But yeah, uh, this place was, was, was crazy. And the crazy thing about this place is everybody that worked there was equally as crazy. We were all drunks. Oh my god! <laughs> we were all like all the security guards. What you drinking were, tonight? All what the you secu- drinking tonight? Yeah, all the security guards were like 
martial artists, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I was like the only person that didn't train. Everybody else trained like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And they, they would have their Brazilian jiu-jitsu buddies come. Ronda yeah. Rousey used to come. Ronda to, Rousey, Chuck Liddell, the Gracie kids, right? Uh, They're big in the... Crone Gracie used to come there all the time. Crone, yeah. It was it it's was crazy nuts. too. I, I, I met Ronda Rousey before she was Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Who she used to come in with a boyfriend? Henry. Henry. She dated Henry. She dated Henry, yeah. Who was... He, he, worked, at, he worked there a couple times. But anyways, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. It, it felt, it was, but it was beautiful. It felt like a family. It was very family oriented. We had each other's backs, and we had to, because yeah, shit went down. Shit went down, down. I remember. I mean, I was, I'm just a little dude, but jumping over the bar and seeing Johnny and Leon get into, it, I'd be right in there, man. I remember hitting somebody at the legs. I remember that too. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? I, like, I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. The tequila's got me. I'm strong. <laughs> yeah. Thinking I was a jujitsu master. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I never got my ass kicked, but we always we always came out on top, man. Yeah, is, is, where you perform now? Is that Hollywood? You perform in Hollywood? Right uh, there's a couple. Yeah, Sayers Club is, okay, is, Sayers. A, is the Hollywood. I was club. doing the door at Sayers for a little bit. You were uh, about eight months ago. Oh shit! On sure. Friday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm only there on Thursdays. Thursday. That's a good place to work. Yeah. Like no. <laughs> I'm just tired of Hollywood, man. I'm I just over it. I, 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 you know, like it's... I don't go out unless I have a show. Yeah, I'm a grown up now. I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> like a, I'm like a real life grown up. Bro. I can't stand, like, if I'm on stage, I'm safe. Yeah, but if I'm like in the crowd or like at a club and just there, which I don't find myself anymore. But if I, if I, if I ever do find myself there, I'm like, I can't, I can't be here. Yeah, I gotta go. All the kids, like. It's not, you know. It's, it's just, rough. It's rough. It's hard. Out it's here rough. Yeah. The, the last uh, door job that I had, what actually it was Sayers, but before that, it was this spot in the valley called Stir. And I came to this spot like I'm done with Hollywood, right? But this spot, they tried to have this like hip hop night. Mm-hmm. I got a gun pulled out on me. I got called yeah. the N word like almost every weekend. It was just like, man, I just need to stop doing this job. Yeah. Like it's just too much. Yeah. You know? So yeah, like that that yeah, that's me. I I, I can't do Hollywood anymore. But it, it is what it, it was fun while it lasted. I don't regret any of it. it no. You know, it, it molded me into who I am today. And yeah. it also, you know, it helps it does help with connections. I you know, I I recently, well, I guess not recently, I guess a year ago, I sang the national anthem at the Lakers game. I saw that. And the reason I got that was because Cynthia, the girl that used to work on Sundays with Darren and Dave and all them, um, she now works with the the Lakers and the the Dodgers, and uh, she saw me doing my thing on Instagram. She said, hey, you got to come sing the national anthem. Next thing I knew, she called me three weeks later. She's like, hey, make sure you got nothing to do on, I forget what day it was, make sure you got nothing to do on Friday, you're singing the national anthem. I shit my pants Went straight <laughs> to my vocal coach. Um, and it was the most nervous I've ever been in my life. However, I, uh, I, I got through it. I did really, really well. And I was very proud. Uh, and it was a crazy 20,000 people. And actually, you know, what's funny. Are you still with the same vocal coach? Yeah. Katie, Katie yeah, Riggs. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Oh, she's, she's the best man. Actually, I just talked to her yesterday. Yeah, I follow her. Yeah. I, I've met her a couple times, and she's, she's, she has really good energy. Spirit. She does, man. She's got a great spirit. Um, she, you know, I was singing 
I, after I got done with the national anthem and I was like, you know, on another level and I walked, I was walking off the court and I hear, way to go, Rossi. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> threw me the cup. And I get a text and it was from Chris Huvain. Really? Yeah, who was uh, the owner of Crown Bar, yeah. who just happened to be at the Lakers game. That's awesome. It was just pretty, yeah. pretty cool. There was a lot of, yeah, that's, that is awesome. You got fans, man. I was just, it was just cool. Yeah. Yeah. More, more to come. Let's, let's get into music. Cause, cause you're a okay. music guy. Mm-hmm. What, there's, there's been a lot of summer albums that have dropped. Yeah. You got any favorites? Um, I do. And you're going to hate it. No, I don't think I'm going to hate it. You're going to hate it. I say it. I know it's- what you're going to say. <laughs> you're going to say Kanye West. Yeah, and yes. And you know, the crazy thing is, I like the album. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate that I like it, I but it is probably the one of the best albums out this it's summer. It's so good. It's 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 really good. Yeah, it's good. Not only is his album good, I like Nas's album, and I Kid Cudi. I also like his album, but it's I don't like love it. But yeah. there are like two songs that I do love yeah. on Kid Cudi's album. And they're all produced by Kanye West. Yep. And and t- uh, what's her name? Tiana, Tiana, or t- Tiana Taylor? Yeah, I haven't heard her album Oh, yet. man. It's good. Her voice is incredible. I, I, I spoke too soon, and I made a post, and I was like, yay, Nas is okay, Kid Cudi sucks. I didn't say sucks, but it's not my favorite. And then John Taylor, but I listened to the Nas again, and I listened to it again, and now it's like – yeah. It's the shit. Yeah, I, I I love the Nas album because it's, it's like, it's like the cop shot the kid, the cop shot the kid, the cop shot. Yeah, it's like old school meets new Kanye West beats. You yeah, know? it is. And Nas I, always has something to say. Yeah, you know, he's like, you can understand what he's saying too. Yeah. Like, I can't. Maybe it's because I'm older, but I can't get with like what's the name, Lil Uzi. Or like yeah. uh, uh, I don't know, I think Travis Scott. Travis I can't understand what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. They don't have anything positive to say or anything yeah. like influential to say. They're not making a mark, right? On me, anyway. I, I guess maybe it's just me. I can't relate. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, have you heard the Drake album? Yeah, I haven't listened to the whole thing. I kind of slowly getting through it. Um, <laughs> I like Drake. I'm a Drake, I like Drake I'm a too. Drake fan. But and he did a billion stream, streams. Or I something. mean, so everybody, you can't take away from the guy. everybody's listening to his album. Every it, people are gonna love Drake, no matter what. But I don't think it's one of his best albums. It's very slow. It seems just a little bit more boring to me. Yeah. Uh, based based on his last two albums, that had a little bit for everybody. Had the you know his slow little R and B, but it then had that little that little, you know, his little hip hop that kind of gets you riled up. Yeah. Like, that's what I like. I like the riled up Drake. Yeah, I like when Drake too. is crazy, you know, light skinned Canadian getting, getting crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I cut your bitch. I'm from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I shoot your bitch. Like, no, you won't Drake. Yeah, I will. I shoot you. I got friends. <laughs> no, you won't Drake. Drake. No, you, I don't not. have a gun, but my friend does. My friend has a gun. He'll shoot you. I, See that's the drink. I need that drink. <laughs> I need because that people too. be trying us light skinned dudes out here. I need a light skinned dude to be like we will. We will sh- pay somebody to shoot you. You always got a what, iced tea. He don't make music no more, uh, <laughs> and he's old. He's too old. Yeah, no, Drake. Uh, I'm gonna get through the album because I I respect it. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it all. 
as I do. Um, but I have yet, like, I can, I can already, I can already sing like four or five of Kanye's songs. Yeah. On Ye. Drake, the Drake one, I, I don't have one like that yet. Well, you know, the, the, the thing about Kanye West, he knows, like, he just knows what he's doing, man. Just go good. Uh, he just, he just knows what he's, he just knows what he's doing. I mean, you can't even really hate on it. Like even that, even his whole, I'm, I'm Kanye West and I'm crazy and, and make America great again, and and free th- thought and all that bullshit that he's talking about. It's like it was brilliant. Like it made us think about Kanye West. It made us hate him. And he then came out of nowhere yeah. with a "Make America Great" hat. It, on, it was which it, I. It was all planned, no doubt in my mind. It was all like, I don't know if he's really crazy like that, but he. I think he challenges. Matter. It's almost like he challenges us to like him. Like, I'm gonna try to make you not like me, and then I'm gonna give you this it, beautiful record. It's almost and you're like, that, that, that's exactly it. It's almost like he says, you know, how could like like I'm I'm winning so much, like I want to challenge myself. Like, what if I shit on everybody? <laughs> yeah. Like, could I just shit on everybody and then and then make a record and everybody still buy it while I shit right on their face? He yeah, does it. I can. I can. I can. I'm gonna do it. He does it, and then he goes and he talks about it on yeah. the record, like when he went to TMZ. Yeah, he's like, I brought what did he say, WWE into TMZ or whatever. He says he does wrestling, something to, and it's like, did you plan that? Right. What did he say? Black, uh, black people uh, live about slavery. He something said, terrible. Uh, slavery was a choice. Slavery was a choice. That yeah. I mean, like. Um. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting thing to it's, say. It's a, it's, <laughs> yeah, especially when you stupid. want fans, it's, you know. It's an interesting. It's, or you don't want fans. I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's. I mean, but at Kanye that, le- Kanye, at that so. level, I mean, we're talking about him. We are talking about because <laughs> so he's relevant. Yeah. That's one thing that him and the Kardashians know what how to do. Yeah, that's I was just talking true. about it. They they know how to stay relevant. I think. I think Kim Kardashian is very smart. Now she's on this campaign to getting people out of jail. Getting people out of jail, and it's like, which you got to respect. Yeah, she did it. She's like, she's thinking. She's kind of really thinking ahead. I don't know if it's like, like a publicity stunt or if she really wants to get into politics. I I don't know, but seems like she's thinking ahead. She's doing something. <laughs> she's doing something good, regardless yeah. of what her motives are. I guess. Right. Plus, like she, I think maybe she knows that she's got this giant dumbass baby in the office. That maybe I thought you were gonna say butt. Well, that <laughs> she, she does too. She has a giant butt. She does have a giant butt. Yeah. Have you seen that shit in person? I have. She, I, she came when I was uh, training. I was training at Barry's boot camp. She would come in to my class. You could float the fucking Titanic on that thing. Yeah, it's huge. Moment of silence. I wonder how much that costs. That probably costs, I don't know. <laughs> Kanye said something about it. 50 pop? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, well, hey, good for them. Good Whatever. For yeah. Um, oh. What's up with yeah. what's up with Marvin Gaye's family, bro? Do you know about this? Yeah, they're going after everybody. What is up with this? Like, it, you can't make a song without <laughs> like like literally. Yeah. And they're gonna win. Yeah, they're gonna win. They no. win every time. Yeah, they go. They'll win. 
I mean, it, it sucks because Marvin Gaye is such a legend that so many people are influenced by his music. Yeah. And I think, speaking as, as an artist, a lot of artists, whoever like their influences are, that comes out in them. So subconsciously, yeah, I think that maybe they did the same melody as Marvin Gaye because that's probably one of their favorite songs or whatever, or their favorite right. drum or whatever. Um, but for – it's a lot of the songs, it's not like, hey, we're taking Marvin Gaye's song and putting it in this song. It's like right. maybe the same melody or, or, or the same chord progression or something like that. But I think for them to bust out the, the magnifying glass – and and go after all these people is kind of kind of seems to me like it's a little bit money hungry. Like maybe they're running out of Marvin Gaye money or something. You know, I don't know. But it's almost it's like a if, a, if a song because they don't they don't fuck with a song till it makes big money. <laughs> yeah, it's like they wait till it makes huge money and then they go after yeah, it. Which is you know, which is like kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy and it's it's unfortunate because yeah. Now people are going to be scared to make music. Like, yeah, oh, it's this like, sounds oh, like this. I can't. And it's going to take forever to release it because the artist, as you know, especially as a comedian, you're in your fucking head. Yeah. And you, I listen to the song over and over again before, and now it's just going to be like, hey, does this sound like Marvin Gaye, <laughs> or does this sound? For me, it'd be like Elvis Presley or, or Ben Harper or, or you know, or, you know, Nathaniel Rateliff or something, and I'm. It's going to make you second-guess yourself even more as yeah. you, than you already do. Yeah, I mean, what if, like, Edge, uh, Sharon was like, never mind, it sounds too much. You know, that's a beautiful song. Yeah. You know, what if Blurred Lines was, you know, what if they were like, never mind, it's too much. And we would never have gotten to see that music video with naked girls in it. That's you know? right. Like, it would have sucked. That would have sucked. And Marvin Gaye's family tried to take that from us. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's sit down, Marvin Gaye's family. Sit down, Marvin Gaye's family. Like sit down. Like he's not even a. He's not even here. Like what would he do? Yeah. He w probably, W Marvin Gaye D. Like I don't even. I don't even make music like that. But if I'm doing like a, a a soul a soul record a soul country record and you know now I got to clear that with Marvin Gaye's family too. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't even apply to you. So yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Um, question: I don't know. I, I know I sent this to you. I don't know. I don't remember if you said you know about it. But uh, Childish Gambino's song "America." This is America. Yeah, I worked on that music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you did tell me. Yeah. That. So my buddy, uh, executive producer, his name is Jason Jason Cole, and uh, fortunately for me, I don't have to like. I I just make music off singing now. Thank thank you God, but. He was like, dude, I need a, a production assistant mm -hmm. for this Childish Gambino music video. He's like, do you have a day free? Pay 300 bucks for the day and you just hang out. Mm -hmm. You can pick up shit, whatever you need to do. And I was like, I just said yes. Because that's kind of been my, my MO lately. It's just like, yes, just, yes, yes, yes. 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 Um, and as they were, dude, as he was making, I mean, first of all, that guy is, Donald Glover is the nicest dude yeah. ever. Um, he's on, he was on time. Mm -hmm. He was involved very much. It was his idea, him and the, and the director hero mm -hmm. uh, who directs Atlanta with him had this crazy idea for the song and, um, watching them piece this music video together. I knew it was kind of crazy because like, you know, they had, they had guns they had uh, like, you know, those blood capsules are spewing out and 
they shot up this choir um, and everybody's like, it was crazy. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be just like outlandish. And then it, when it dropped and I saw it like actually put together and the, and the feedback that it got, it was, it was insane. It was yeah. crazy. It was like, it broke, well, they say what broke the internet that day. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, Donald Glover is my like role model. He doesn't know him. Yeah. He's my mentor. Like this guy is like brilliant in my He's, opinion. He is brilliant. He does everything. He sings. He has comedy he special. Writes, he does yeah. stand up. Yeah. He's he's everything. Um, but yeah, uh, I love the video. Um, it got a last week or the week before it started getting a little bad press because there's another song that's very similar to it. Marvin Gaye's family come out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like this is like Marvin Gaye's like third cousin. Same yeah. thing. Like you know, people are comparing it to the song and they're saying that uh, he stole it. And I, I listened to the song a couple of times. And it, it, the song is actually a good song. Uh, I didn't write it down. I don't remember what it's called, but if you, you know, YouTube, uh, this is America, it'll come up. Um, and it's a good song. It talks, it has, it's the same content, you know, the cadence is mm -hmm. similar, but I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I still think, you know, Donald Glover's song is pretty original. And then it when is. you, and then when you attach the music the video. video to oh, it, yeah. then it's like, come on, like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. No, it's, 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 it's <laughs> own beast, man. And you know yeah. what? He, him and the, and the director did a, fantastic job i think of of relating to what's going on right now mm -hmm. and it kind of sucks because you watch that video and the name of the song is this is america and you're like man this is this is america right now yeah. and it's it's a fucking bummer it is it's a interesting time to to be alive we'll say that to 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 the least a lot of stuff going on and it's like I guess as an artist, you kind of got like uh, put your head in the sand, you know, and just do your work. Do your work, or you know, or you know, a lot of it. If you think about, if you think back to like, um, you know, Buffalo Springfield, uh, there's a man with a gun over there. Mm -hmm. You know that song? Mm -hmm. um, that was a reflection of the times. So I think, I think it's our duty to to speak out about it and write about it and, and put our stamp on what's going on. So the future generations like, damn, this is what they're going. The through. cops were killing black men every day. Yeah. Like, and now we're just, now we're just hearing about it. Cause of what we have, we have cameras on we our have phones cameras and everybody, but it's always been happening. Everybody's ready. Everybody's like, Oh, there's a cop. Nazis there's are just, ready. Feeling all comfortable. Oh yeah, Nazis are, are are a thing again. They're a thing. Yeah, which is they're so comfortable just yeah. coming out. Then being not they we got Nazis running for office. I know. That's how comfortable they're they're so comfortable, <laughs> man. They yeah. I would like to see them go back and stick their fucking head in the sand. Yeah. Well, that yes, that would be nice. Yeah. Um yeah, it it, it is a crazy time and uh as a comedian it's like, because I'm very vocal on social media mm -hmm. and I talk about all this stuff on social media and 
as somebody that's like trying to like still thinking about branding myself, and, you know, it's sure. just a, it's, it's a hard thing to do to be like, okay, I want to be a funny, I want to entertain you guys and be funny, but uh, this dude just got shot in the face, yeah. you know, because uh, he didn't have his ID on him, yeah. you know, by a cop. He was you know? holding a burrito. Yeah, holding a burrito. They thought it was a gun. They just shot him in the face yeah. in front of his five-year-old kid, yeah. you know, like, and so it's just, and, and it's hard for me to ignore that stuff. Yeah, well, I don't think you should. Yeah, it's very hard. So, but I agree with you, you know. I think uh, there, there, there is a balance, but at the same time, it is, we, we do, as as entertainers, we have a voice and we have, we have to use our voice. I admire people like LeBron James. It's made, it's made me like LeBron James more, you know, um, just seeing what he does in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing him speak out seeing him you know say yeah i'm filthy rich but i'm still a black man in america you know because a lot of guys and that's and going back to kanye west that's what upsets black people yeah because no matter how friendly you are with donald trump you're still a black man in yeah. america you know and you should still you know, speak up for other black men, black people in America. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when LeBron James or someone like that does it, it, I'm proud. And that's what pissed me off about Kanye. Yeah. I did, but but now I do think that it was all just, it was a, just game. a game. It was, it was a game for It, it was, was hard for me, man. Game. It was hard for me, I, I you know, because I'm a big Kanye fan. But when he put that hat on, he almost lost me. Not that he cares if he lost me but for me it would have been a sad day because but he should care yeah no he should i you agree. know I agree. like like uh when he was in tmz and uh van uh i forget his last name van something the guy that called Con- Con- good Con- for that guy for, for doing that too and he, he killed it too he was very articulate yeah he's you know, smart and he smart was guy. very like he he killed it but just like i mean and he was a super fan and he said that and he yeah. said like i'm you're you're dead to me I'm not a fan anymore. And Kanye should care because these people have love him. You know, that's the thing about artists. Yeah. Like we love you because you have like, you have gone through our pain with us. You don't know it. Yeah. Right. But you have like, right. when I was sad, I put on Mike Rossi. Right. It made me feel better. You know, when I was happy, when I was driving to Vegas, I put on Mike Rossi. Right. He made me party, you know? Right. Like, and, and literally, like, I still, like, I remember when that, when that MGMT song came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my shit. That That's entire, a good, that was a good song. The entire year, like, anything that happened happy, that song was coming on. I love that. MGMT rolled with me that whole year of happiness. I love that. You know, so and that's that's how music is, and that's why we have such a connection to these artists. It's not because of anything else. Like even these shit artists, even these little pumps, uh, um, they're not shit. I just I just don't understand. Yeah, but but like uh, art is art. You know, it's like I'm not shitting on the younger generation. I still think it has. You know, it's still art. It's just something that older people don't yeah, understand. Yeah, we not with it. You know, um, but my 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 son. Loves the little pump. That's yeah. my favorite rapper. Yeah. I'm just like this dude only but raps you, about drugs. But have you heard uh, Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Because Lil Pump, like, literally only raps about drugs. Does he? And well, like, Promet- they're all in the Promethazine yeah, stuff, yeah? that's all he raps about. And Lil Wayne started that, I feel like. Yeah, and uh, the crazy thing is, like, all these kids are playing Fortnite and all this, you know, like, you know yeah. Fortnite? Yeah. So, like, Fortnite's Minecraft, Fortnite, yeah, yeah, these yeah. are the games. They play that music. In the game. In the game. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, like, and, and, and on YouTube, they play these you know these songs so these kids get addicted to these songs so these are so these are their their favorite artists and that's my son's favorite rapper low pump i just have to deal with it you know little chump you know i'm not gonna be like my dad though how was that my dad did i just sneak and listen to music i did too i couldn't listen to nothing i did too but i just sneak and listen uh watch boys in the hood i wasn't able to watch really yeah i my mom i which i'm thankful for now but which I hated back in the day, I would I would I'd have to sneak and listen to Eminem, oh, and uh, all that I had to sneak. And yeah, and she would just um, she would throw away my CDs, man. Rage Against the Machine, she threw away, she threw away my M CDs, and uh, but all we listened to was oldies. So all like I have instilled in me is Motown and uh, and Sinatra. And Elvis and and uh, and like rock and roll, um, and then I remember the first time I heard a hip hop song. It was No Diggity, and I remember hearing that shit, mm-hmm, and just knocking my head and being like, "What is this magnificent sound?" And ever since then, it was just it's been like this mix of hip hop and Motown, and that's all I fuck with. Yeah, that's I don't know right. a lot of new stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like. <laughs> well, I mean, your 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 sound right now is a very soulful. Like you got a very soulful sound, uh, very jazzy blues, mm-hmm. like very rock, like a whole a whole mix of There's that. A sound. lot of different influences sprinkled and, in there, and uh, and I love it. Thanks, man. And you sound great, and just keep doing it. It's 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 amazing. It's, you know, like that's all we, we can do is we, keep doing it. We a lot of people. Want to hear that because there's a lot of garbage out there. Yes, there is. Um, why don't you talk about you're you're somebody that has to be on point. I mean, not only are you a performer, which do you work out still? Mm-hmm. Because like I'm sure, just your performance is a, a good enough workout. It's a workout, man. <laughs> you know, it's a workout. I need to. Cause we used to be fitness demons. I know. We used to be in the gym tough. I know. Yeah. I don't. I don't lift a lot of weight. What I do do is I I got class pass and yeah. I do a lot of different like cardio burnout classes okay. because it's just nonstop and that's how I am on stage. Plus I'm singing and hosting and I got to have a lot of energy all the time and that's been a that's been a godsend. Box jumps, jumping off the stage, like all that stuff is super helpful. Plus like you know. I like to, you know, I want to look good too and yeah. feel good. You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you do great things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. What, so, like, as far as like discipline uh, is concerned, when 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 you talk about like your like, do you have like a weekly schedule, or are you just kind of like in a routine now, and you're just like on autopilot? I'm on. I'm pretty much on autopilot. Every well, this, and this has happened solely since I've gotten sober. Mm-hmm. I have to thank my sobriety for this and and God because. Now, in the past what, 90 days, I wake up every morning at 6.30. I go to uh, I go to a meeting with friends, and then 
I go straight to a workout. And then after that workout is when I, I will sit down and I'll figure out what I need to do during the day to, to continue either working on my craft or getting more gigs mm-hmm. so I can, so I can pay my bills. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I do. And sometimes the, the days are shorter than others. Sometimes it's less work than others. Um, my, my work really starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays when I have, I have all my gigs, but Monday through Tuesday, you know, I'll take a day to myself too. I think that's important. And I, I am fortunate enough to be able to do that because I don't have a nine to five. Mm-hmm. So I can take a day if I want and chill by the pool and just relax and meditate all fucking day, whatever I want to do. Um, and you know, I, I used to, I used to try to people please and, and think that if I'm not doing something all the time, then I, then I'm not, then I'm not getting anywhere. And yeah. I, I don't believe that anymore. You know, I had a lot of like mainly girlfriends be like, Oh, you're not working today. What are you you're not doing anything? And, I, and I'd be like, Oh, you know, I would feel insecure about that. Right. But now I can confidently say, Hey, guess what? I'm taking the Mike Rossi day yeah. and I'm not doing shit. Yeah. And sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to start saying, uh, babe, I'm going to take a Mike Rossi day. <laughs> I ain't doing shit <laughs> all day. It's a Mike Rossi day. <laughs> That's my Can you new please shit do right that, there. dude? That's my new shit. Please, everybody do that. Everybody, you have permission from me. Take a Mike Rossi day. Yeah. But see, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have the same responsibilities as you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have a kid. I don't have a wife. Um, bless you. I'm so, bless you, young man. Bless I'm a single you. man. I bless you. Um, that's just focused on my spirituality, getting right with God. Amen. And and. Making making music and making sure that uh, and you, I can take care of myself. And bro, you're doing a fantastic job, and I I love it, and I Dude. I want to continue to have people like you on the show because it's inspiring. I myself am like I'm 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 being very honest with myself these days, yeah. and I'm saying, you know, there was a time where I was just like, all I did was like, all I wanted to do is wake up and do acting, wake up and do acting, and I was writing and I was. I was, uh, you know, doing web series and just banging them out. And then I hit a wall and where I hit a wall was when uh, a pilot didn't get picked up that I was, that I produced and was in and kind of got, fell into this little depression. Get discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I know about that, man. Yeah. And, and I wasted so much, so much time just giving into that. Yeah. Giving into that depression, giving into that, you know feeling like a failure and now i'm just like i'm like i'm getting that leon back i'm getting that old leon where i'm just like everything i do whether wins or loses i'm just gonna be throwing shit at walls and if it sticks it means i need to eat more greens yeah (laughs) you know or if it doesn't stick that means i need to eat more greens you know like i'm just gonna keep throwing it until it sticks you know and uh so i'm all about like discipline, um, waking up early. You say you wake up at mm-hmm. six. I woke up at six today and I wake up at around eight naturally. Mm-hmm. I have to really, I, it's like a struggle to get up at six, but when I get up at six, it's like today I got up at six, I got a good hour and a half of writing it. Yeah. And it was just like, they say that's the best time to write. Yeah. It's like right when you wake up, which is 
Well, my my writing partner, Kristen King, she writes two hours a day um, at six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, man, I got to do it because if I keep putting it off, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's like the day goes by. It's like, well, I haven't written today. Um, I'll do it tomorrow. You yeah. know, and that's going to be the same story tomorrow. So, yep. so I'm, I'm going to. So, yeah. So getting up early, that's that's one thing that. And I, I've said this on the podcast before, like when I saw Magic Johnson speak, it's one thing that he says. It's one thing Seth Rogen says. One, all these amazing people, I get up, get early, up early, I get the things that I get the some things out the way. Yeah. And so, yeah, confirmation right here, folks, confirmation. Um, you have any summer projects, anything big coming up? Um, right now, I am... I'm at a point where creatively I'm not, I'm not being too fulfilled. I do a lot of, a lot of corporate singing. I do a lot of gigs and um, I haven't been writing as much, um, you know, as, as I need to be in order to um, just to, to feel more like an artist, you know, and who I, who I am at the core. So this summer I've committed to, to being in the studio and writing and I, and I, and just taking care, taking care of me with that. And I think I hate to say it, but a lot of that has to do with being single. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, I was in a relationship that I didn't feel like I had a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back in. I'm ready to write about my experiences. I have, a lot of um, things that I, I need to get off my chest and also that I think that other people can relate to because we all go through the same thing. We're all living in this together. Yeah. You know, we're all here and um, I want to talk about it. So, yeah, man. I, well, I'm excited for that. I, I want to hear it. Um, and uh, yeah, get in that studio. Yeah. You got, you, you have a studio. I have I have a few different ones that I like working out of. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my brother he's an artist. He has studios. Have you met my brother before? I maybe met him in passing once or twice, yeah. but not not ever. I've never had the opportunity to have a conversation. Yeah, well, he lives here. Maybe when we become friends again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys could meet. Okay, but, uh, that sounds good. Yeah, so my my summer goals is uh, I'm writing a web series uh, with. Uh, the brilliant, talented comedian, writer, Christine King. Christine! Um, working title. It's called Stage Dad and Jay, but she hates the name. I love the name. It's about a bitter actor that starts, his son starts booking roles and he becomes a stage dad and he hates his life. That's what it's about. Is that what's happening? Well, some, more or less. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my son's cute. Like he's so cute. He's cute. So you know, no matter where I go, he's stealing the attention. Yeah. I mean, I I talk about it on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, You know, I mean, it is funny. You know, my my son is better looking. Than me. He's a kid. He's of course he's cute. I used to be cute. You know, I still got light eyes. You know, I'm still good looking. But you know, so that's what it's about. It's I love that it. dynamic. So we're 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 writing right now. We want to shoot in August and have content out for you guys uh, 
uh, in September. I just did a photo shoot with Jalen and a bunch of kids. And, you know, I, <clears throat> I think there's a, there, there's, there's a space right now for a black young Bill Cosby without the sexual assault. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because he held that space down for a long time he until really did, we know what happened. You know, he's going to jail. Yeah, I know. It's weird. He's like eight. How old is he? He's old. That's how it's, uh, it's rough to think about. Yeah, that's but, uh, I used to love that show. But I love kids. I love kids and I love dogs. Yeah. I'm trying to love adults a little bit more. It's rough. Yeah, it's much easier to love <laughs> a dog or kids. <laughs> yeah. So much easier. All right, guys. Well, this was uh, episode five. Uh, give me juice with Mike Rossi. Follow him everywhere. Um, Mike Rossi at Mike Rossi. At I am Mike Rossi. Spell it out. I am Mike R O S S I. Boom. Boom. And you know to follow me, B Y Leon Walker, L E O N W A L K E R. Follow my bro, uh, Rob Young Music. Rob Young Music. Dipset. Dipset. Opening for Dipset. That's so awesome. It's good. Yeah, that's why I wore this hat. This is this is his hat. He'll be selling these hats at the concert, T-shirts at the concert, CDs at the concert. Actually, he won't, but I told him he should. He doesn't listen to me, but I got a hat. <laughs> All right. Thank you for Dude, tuning thank in. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, man. It's, really it's great seeing you, you, bro. And I, I appreciate you. you coming on the show. Anytime. Give me juice. We'll see you next time.